Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean O' Lion Media presents Pregnancy Pearls. Meet Dr. Nicole Plenty, a double board certified OBGYN and high risk pregnancy expert. She's brilliant, well researched, and feisty. Growing tired of seeing complications of pregnancy that could have been prevented, she wanted a way to empower women through knowledge. Because as she says, all doctors aren't created equal. This quest to educate women birthed this podcast, Pregnancy Pearls, with Dr. Plenty. Thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pearls Podcast with me, Dr. Nicole Plenty. If you've been following me on social media, then you already know that last Friday was my last day in the office in Houston. I am going to miss my team so much, but I will be back and forth and around helping out remotely as I transition until the next role. So what I didn't announce was where I was going next. So since y'all are family and y'all are actually listening, I'll let you in on my little secret. So the Plenties will soon be Georgians. I guess that's how you pronounce it, Georgians. We'll be, we'll be, uh, we'll be living in Georgia. Okay. So we're relocating to Atlanta, y'all. So Marietta to be exact. So we are really excited about the move and I'll let you know exactly where I'll be once the ink dries on the paper. But that's the city that we'll be in. So you'll hear it first. And when it drops on social media, you can drop in the chat. I already knew. I already knew because I heard it on the podcast. And that should tell everybody they should be not only following, but listening to the podcast. Now, if you know anyone looking for a home in Katie, ours is on the market right now. <laughs> I'm joking, but not really. Okay. Send me a DM or a message if you're moving and want to buy it. Just saying. Anyway, with the attack on women's health, many people have been trying to make sure that they don't have any slip ups. And um, I'm in the baby making business, but I want you to be safe while planning for your family. If you've just had a baby, being safe means giving your body time to recover. You should delay your next pregnancy for at least a year, especially if you've had a C-section. Having another baby in less than a year is considered to be a, quote, short interval pregnancy, end quote. If you have a baby within a year of having the previous one, that's having Irish twins. So obviously a short interval pregnancy means that you've had pregnancies within a year, but obviously, you know, you haven't had the baby, but Irish twins means you had that baby. And then literally six to eight weeks later, you got pregnant again because you had a second one within the year of having your last baby. Okay. So go back and listen to that episode from season one. It's a good one. It's worth the listen. Now, even if it's been over a year, some of you guys just aren't ready for another baby. And that's okay. One of my listeners told me to do an episode on the IUD for pl- family planning. Shout out to Dr. Denisa Hancock, who is a pharmacist um, and a fellow Xavier Wright. We went to college uh, at the same university. She gave me this show idea. So here we go. 
So when we talk about IUDs, IUD is an excellent choice for family planning. Meaning if you know you want to take a couple of years off between your babies, an IUD is a great option. Meaning intrauterine device. That's what IUD stands for. Now, if you're like, you know, I am getting a little bit older. I want to have kids very soon. Then maybe an IUD is not the right choice for you. So you should wait a year, use some type of backup contraception and then just have a baby, right? So you can do uh, other options like using condoms or birth control pills, which you can usually get off of when you want to be pregnant. You can use a Nuva ring. In addition to the Nuva ring, there are other types of rings that you can use for contraception. Those are shorter acting contraceptions. So if you know, hey, I'm going to wait exactly a year and then we're going to start trying again, an IUD may not be for you. But if you're like, I definitely want to wait over a year, then an IUD could be the thing that helps your family plan a little bit better. There are several different IUDs. There's the copper IUD, which is the same as the Paragard. That's a, that's the a, a trade name. And that lasts up to 10 years. Now, this is a good option because it doesn't have any hormones. So if you're somebody that's like me, that's had a history of a blood clot in your leg or in your lung, it's called a deep vein thrombosis or a pulmonary embolus, then this may be a good option for you because it's not going to stimulate you, uh, you know, hormonally. Therefore, it's not going to provoke you to be in a high estrogen state, which can then provoke another blood clot like a, d- a deep vein thrombosis or DVT. So copper IUD is a really good one. Now, the issue with the copper IUD is people that have heavy cycles can have slightly heavy cycles with the copper IUD. It is not meant for treatment of heavy menstrual cycles. Okay. So that's something to think about, but it lasts up to 10 years. The Mirena IUD, which is sort of like the gold standard of all the hormonal IUDs, it works up to seven years. Now, most people still use five years. European studies say up to seven years. On their website, they add up to seven years. We will tell you to think about getting it pulled and replaced every five years. But realistically, studies do show that it is effective up to seven years, okay? Um Five years for heavy treatment of heavy menstrual cycles, seven years for prevention of pregnancy. Let's go back. All the rest of the IUDs, including the Mirena, are going to be hormonal. Okay. The copper IUD is the only non-hormonal of the options. And there's five options. So copper IUD is one. The Mirena is the first and the gold standard, basically, of the hormonal ones. That's number two. Then you have the Lyletta. Okay. Lyletta and Mirena both have 52 milligrams of what's called levonorgestrel, which is a type of hormone. And they both can last up to, uh, you know, five years is what we tell you change every five years. Mirena, obviously European studies say up to seven years. Lyletta advertises on their website six years. Okay. But they have the same exact amount of hormone, 52 milligrams of levonorgestrel. That is basically time released. Then you have Kylina. Now the Kylina is going to have the much lower amount of estrogen and it's going to last up to five years. And that is a uh, level nogestrol, 19.5 milligrams. So you got Mirena and Lyletta, 52 milligrams, Kylina, 19.5 milligrams. So much lower hormonal response you have. And then you have the Skyla. The Skyla is going to be your three-year option. So if you're like, you know what? We want to wait, you know, two to three years between our kids. 
the Skylet would be a good option for you. And it works up to three years and it's a much lower dose. It's 13.5 milligrams of, of uh, levonorgestrel. Now, all of these are going to release a certain amount of hormone a day. Okay, that's how they stop you from getting pregnant. The reason that the Mirena and Liletta have to have more hormone in it is not because they're releasing so much more hormone daily. It's because they literally are lasting longer. So you have to have more hormone to release over that time. And so um, they all look pretty similar. They're a very small, you know, a couple of centimeter little rod that has wings on them. Okay, that's inserted in the uterus through the cervix. Okay. Most of your OBGYNs are going to do these under ultrasound guidance, or they're going to look with the ultrasound to make sure they're in the correct place right after they're, they are positioned in your uterus, where, after they're placing your uterus. And then you don't have to worry about them until you're ready to get it taken out. You do need to use a backup contraception for seven days. Okay. Backup seven days, because we don't want you to get pregnant. Now I say that, but I always tell people to use a backup contraception. I'm just being perfectly honest, but uh, these websites do advertise that you don't have to use a backup contraception. I am a very cautionary person though, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you like five to seven days, use something else. Let's be extra careful, okay? Now the hormones in the Mirena, Kylina, Liletta, and Skyla IUDs prevent pregnancy in two ways. They thicken the mucus that lives on the cervix, um, which blocks and entraps sperm. So basically it acts as a barrier. And then two, the hormones also sometimes stop the eggs from leaving the ovaries. So they're going to decrease your ovulation, which means there's no egg for the sperm to fertilize. So you have no egg, then you have no pregnancy. So that's how they work in those two mechanisms. Okay. They do not, if there's a baby already there, People don't know this, but a lot of people don't know this, but you know, it's not like you have sex and then the next day you're pregnant. That's not what happens. You have sex and then three days later you're pregnant. Okay. It takes the egg some time to move down the fallopian tube and it takes the sperm a little time to swim to the egg and fertilize it. Okay. So it's not like the same day you get pregnant. In those couple of days that it takes pregnancy to happen, that's when, that's what it's going to block. Okay. It's going to block the sperm from getting there. It's going to block the release of, of, uh, of the egg even before it, it's, it should be released. Okay. But if the egg is already fertilized in the tube, it's not going to prevent, it's not going to cause an abortion. Okay. So let me just make sure I'm clear. Getting an IUD is not an abortifactant. So if there's an early pregnancy there, it's not stopping the pregnancy. Okay. It's just stopping things from happening to cause the pregnancy. Because like I say, it takes days for sperm to reach the egg. Some people think, oh, you use this Mirena, it's going to cause an abortion. Nah, if you're pregnant and then you get a Mirena place, you're going to be pregnant. It's just, just what it is. It's not going to cause you not to be pregnant. Now, a 2015 study showed that the hormonal IUDs are slightly more effective than the copper IUD. But they're all still great options, okay? You're talking about 99.2% effective versus 99% effective in terms of the IUD. So they're very effective. Now let's compare the depot shot. We know the depot shot, the monthly injection, you gotta go back and forth to the doctor to get the little shot of depo provera, which is progesterone only shot. Three to five pound weight gain is the noted side effect. Pain at the injection site is also a side effect of the depo provera shot. Now, 
the, the data says three to five pounds, but I know women have gained a lot more than that. So if you're active, okay, if you're already on the thinner side and you're very active, then the depot may be a really good option for you, okay? But if you're not active, then that three to five pounds may really be 10 to 15 pounds, okay? So you got to be very careful with your cravings and your activity if you're going to use a depot. But the depot shot is 94% effective, okay? That's if we're giving it to you during the time we're supposed to be giving it. Like you, you're you not a week late on your depot shot. You are getting your depot shot frequently, 94% effective. Then you got the pill, the patch, and the ring that are 91% effective. Now, let me go back. When we say the pill, this is all encompassing. And I know that some pills are more effective than others. So for example, there's a progesterone only pill. We call it the mini pill. And that's for people that can't really take estrogen. The mini pill has to be taken around the same time every day, or you're going to get breakthrough bleeding more so with the mini pill than with your estrogen containing pills. So the rate of effectiveness is going to be a little variable with these pills. That's what I'm bringing up. The patch, y'all know if you listen to any of the podcast episodes, I'm not a fan of the patch, okay, because the patch is has a much higher rate of DVT or deep, th- deep vein thrombosis than the pill does, okay? So the patch, then you got the ring. We say the ring, most time the data is talking about the Nuva ring. I like the Nuva ring. That's what I used before I got, you know, before I decided, you know, we decided we wanted to have Harrison. It's very good. You have to be comfortable with yourself because you're basically pinching the ring and inserting as high as possible into the vagina. You leave it in three weeks, take it all week, allow yourself to have a period. Some people want can use continuous rings, meaning you allow yourself to have a period every three months, which means that you're inserting a new ring every three to four weeks. Okay. That allows you to have a period every three months and that allows you to skip your cycle during the months that you just replace the ring. All right. 91% effective uh, on those methods. Condoms, 85% effective. And that's if you're using it right, meaning you're using lubrication. And I say this because y'all, people are just putting condoms on and having sex. And then they wonder why they break. Well, they break because we're not using them right. Okay. People, are, I have my own natural lubrication. No, ma'am. There needs to be lube on the penis, then the condom. Pinch, leave an inch and roll, okay? That that condom should not be hubbed at the head of the penis. It's supposed to be a little bit of air in the top and you need to pinch it, meaning a little bit of room in the top. You need to pinch to get the air out and then roll the condom over the head of the penis and then down the shaft, okay? And that is after lube is on the penis. Then... You're going to put lube on the outside of the condom as well. That's how you put a condom on. Practice on a banana if you're confused. Because y'all are leaving air in the tip of the condom. The condoms are breaking when men ejaculate. And you wonder why. Because you haven't left any room. Okay. So, but with condoms, 85% effective is what's been reported. And then even the good old pullout method. People say, I can use the pullout method. (sighs) The pull-out method to me is a wish and a prayer, right? But it's 78% effective. 78% effective, okay? But that 78% effective is with spermicide use, okay? Lube with spermicide and with an ovulation calendar and not having sex 
during the weeks of ovulation. How much self-restraint do you have to practice to do that, okay? And then that means that the man is fully pulling out before the ejaculation starts to happen, okay? Now, the biggest thing, and we say pull-out method, because if you're having sex on the week, you're not ovulating, you probably don't even have to pull out. Like you can only get pregnant about three to four days a month. So I'm wondering, is the pullout, the pullout method to me would be more effective or we can call it effective if you're doing it when you're ovulating and you're not getting pregnant. That's how we know it's effective. But if you're doing it, you're not ovulating, it should be 100% effective. But, you know, this is the data we have. It's 78% effective if you're use if you're doing it right, okay, I would have to say for it not to be a hundred percent, there's no way people are having sex, avoiding sex on the week that they're ovulating. That's just me, okay. I didn't interpret this data; I just read about it and I'm reporting it to you, okay. So the IUD is obviously a more surefire way to not get pregnant with far less hassle than things like the pullout method and pinching and leaving an inch, you know, to make sure that you're not going to break the condom, okay. Now I will say this. The IUD is, is a good option if you know you want to wait a couple of years and you're in a committed relationship. And I say that because this does not protect you against STDs or some STI, sexually transmitted infections and diseases. It doesn't protect you against that, y'all. It doesn't protect you. So if you're not in a committed relationship and you are somebody that's having a hot girl summer, okay, then this is not for you. We're not talking about you because you need to also use something to protect you from STDs if you want to have casual sex and you're not in a serious committed relationship. But it's a great option if you are in a serious committed relationship, okay? So now that we know a little bit more about the intrauterine device or the IUD, let's go to some cases. Our first patient is a 28-year-old who just found out that she is nine weeks pregnant with her third child. She has no medical problems, but The issue is that she has a Mirena IUD placed three months ago, and now it's still in place. Her OBGYN referred her to you for recommendations about removing the IUD versus leaving it in place. This has happened several times, and I know that the the Mirena is 99% effective, but timing is everything, right? So one, when you have an IUD placed, you always want to know where exactly you are in your cycle, okay? Okay. If you have, if you're like, oh, I know my cycle like clockwork and I'm supposed to ovulate on X, Y, and Z days and my last menstrual period was X, then realistically, we need to take and have a negative pregnancy test done after your ovulatory cycle or we need to place it before your ovulatory cycle. So we got to know where we are in that cycle. Why? Let's say you had it placed a day after you ovulated. Remember, we already said it takes a little while for the egg to, you know, get fertilized days. Okay. So it could mean that you're getting the the IUD place and then, then you got pregnant. Okay. Then you're already pregnant and you just didn't have a positive pregnancy test yet. So we always want to make sure we know where we are in the ovulatory cycle and your OBGYN will let you know that, Hey, where are you in the cycle? Okay. So we know when we need it placed. So we want to make sure we're not in that window where you could get a positive pregnancy test. You could be positive, but it's just not showing positive yet. 
Okay. So that could have happened. And like I said, if you had an egg that's already fertilized, an IUD is not going to cause an abortion. Not going to do it. Okay. So we always want a negative pregnancy test, but it's very important that we get that negative test in the right part of your cycle. Okay. And your OBGYN will talk to you more about that. But regardless, you're pregnant now. So the recommendation, according to the American College of OBGYNs, is that if you have an IUD in place, you remove it. And we say that because of the risk of a septic abortion. I mean, you have a foreign body in your uterus and you got a baby growing. So you could get sick. Okay. There's a risk that you get sick. If you have a miscarriage, you can get sick and it could cause you have an infection in your uterus. Now you have to understand that the risk of removing IUD that early is that the baby is only, it's not even as big as the IUD. So if you are pregnant and you have an IUD in place, it could cause you to have a miscarriage. Now, depending on what state you're in now, some of these regulations from ACOG are going to change. So if you're in the great state of Texas and you had a baby with a heartbeat at nine weeks and the IUD is there, we can't remove it anymore. Okay. But if you're in a state that allows for that removal, then you remove it. It's a real fishy place to be in. You have to go through ethics and everything else to get an IUD removed in, the, in, in, in some of these states with a baby with a heartbeat because we know there's a risk of miscarrying a baby. Okay. But realistically, because of your risk of a septic abortion, the recommendation currently is to remove that IUD. Okay. But we have to get ethics and board before that happens, depending on what state you're in now, since we have the whole Roe v. Wade of, uh, debacle. All right. Now, I've removed IUDs during pregnancies and I and under ultrasound guidance and the pregnancies go on just fine. I've also managed people with IUDs in place and we deliver the baby and the baby's holding an IUD. Okay. That happens. You can go on and have safe pregnancy. But if in, in the event that you say, I'm going to leave it alone because I don't want to tamper with this baby. Or if you're in a state that goes through ethics and they say, well, because of the risk of miscarriage, we can't let you take it out then you need to be monitored very closely. And if you do end up getting signs of infection, then there's an indication that we have to take it out. But talk to your OBGYN about what's effect in effect in the, in the state that you're in, okay, in terms of that. If you're safe and you're like, you know, I will, I'm fine being monitored, then you can keep it in and, and be fine. There is a chance that you could miscarry just because of the hormones from the IUD. That is a possibility, okay? Um, even if we do nothing, there's a higher risk of miscarriage with the IUD in place. So it's just, it's basically depending on what state you're in and also what your desires are. I mean, if you're like, I don't want to take the risk of getting an infection, then I want it removed. Then we can remove it depending on the state and the circumstance. If you're somebody that's like, nope, I really want this pregnancy. I don't want to run the risk of having miscarriage. Then we keep it in place and we just monitor you and tell you to take your temperature at home. And then once you get to the second trimester, you're pretty smooth sailing from there. But that first trimester, which you'll have, you know, you have about, you know, three to four more weeks still left in it. Then, um, you know, you just have to be monitored and check your temperature at home and just proceed with caution. If you end up getting anything like fever, chills, vaginal bleeding, that would be a reason for you to go in and get reevaluated. So the case pearl for this case is IUDs should be pulled if a pregnancy is found due to the risk of a septic abortion. However, depending on the state, this could need to go through an Essex committee before doing so. All right, medical intern, what's our second case? 
Our second patient is a 33-year-old who is six weeks postpartum with her second child. She has a history of chronic hypertension, which is pretty well controlled without blood pressure medication. She and her husband know that they don't want to get pregnant anytime soon. She presents for discussions about pros and cons of an IUD versus Nexplanon for birth control contraception. Now, IUDs and Nexplanon are both great options. Your Nexplanon is going to last three years. It's a little, a little multi, uh, multi-level rod that goes right in the, um, uh, right in your arm, your upper arm, um, and sort of like a little ridge uh, below the muscle. And it stays in for three years. It's easy to insert. It's easy to take out. But obviously, taking it out, we have to make a little incision and then grasp it and pull it out. Versus an IUD, obviously, there's no incision. It's a vaginal device that goes, I mean, it's a uterine device that we place, uh, spectrum into your vagina, and then we place the um, IUD through the cervix and into your uterus under ultrasound guidance. So it just depends on what you feel more comfortable with. Now, the next one on, um, and so the hormones are basically, you know, very closely related, but the next one on does cause, if you have heavy cycles, I always tell people, ah, maybe the next one on is not the best option for you because people have reported that their cycles are a little bit heavier and you will still have a, a regular cycle after that. With the Mirena, the Mirena is used to treat heavy vaginal bleeding, um, as are most of the IUDs, except for the copper, which is the only non-hormonal IUD. Um, so they're both very good options. It just depends on what you want. The next one is going to last three years. The Mirena is going to last five to seven years. The next one on is uh, insertion underneath, you know, in the forearm. Um, that's going to require an incision to remove. The IUD is an intrauterine device that does not require any incision and it's just pulled to remove by your OBGYN. So it's not any incisions that you have to uh, to worry about, no dissection, dissecting it out or anything like that. Um, and then in terms of if you have heavy cycles, the Mirena is going to be favorite because it treats heavy bleeding versus the next one on. But they're both very good, long acting contraceptive options. So it would be up to you which one you want it. And the hypertension, as long as it's controlled, is not going to be a reason that you shouldn't get either one of those. The case pearl for that case is LARCs, which stand for Long Acting Reversible Contraception, so L-A-R-C, are safe options for those who want to delay pregnancy. Now, the preference on which one you get is completely up to you and when you want to time your pregnancies. All right, medical intern, do we have any email questions today? Yes. This one says, Dr. Plenty, my husband and I had a slip up during sex with a condom breakage. We have a nine month old baby. So although we want more children in the future, we aren't ready for one now. With the news of Roe v. Wade being overturned, I can't find plan B anywhere. It's as if the pill was either banned or everyone panicked and purchased every plan B they could find. However, I was told by a friend of mine that an IUD can be used as an emergency contraceptive. Is this true? Yes. So, uh, and I'll have to post the different types of emergency contraception because there are some pills that you can use as emergency contraception that may be a little bit easier to get. 
than, you know, going to ha- going to get a whole Mirena. And I say that because some offices don't keep Mirenas in, in stock. They're going to have to order it and it's going to take a couple of days to come in. And by that time, you may have lost your window. So emergency contraception can be used within five days of you having sexual intercourse, okay, with still some effectiveness. The IUD is one of those options. So Mirena IUD um, can be used as an option. Really, any of the hormonal uh, IUDs can be used as an option. And then you can leave it in place, obviously, for future preventative purposes up to, you know, five to seven years, depending on which one you, you, uh, get. But like I say, so it, it is used as emergency contraception. You can, but if you are pregnant, it's not going to stop a pregnancy. Okay. But like I say, it takes days to get pregnant. So the sooner you get it, the better. I would call the clinic and say, do you have a Mirena or, you know, a lie letter or whatever kind of uh, uh, IUD in stock. That's a hormone IUD in stock. And that way you explain, hey, I had uh, sex. My husband and I had a slip up. I need emergency contraception and I can't find it. So yes, they can place an IUD as emergency contraception, but there are different birth control pills like Ella and things like that, that you can use that's cheap on the Walmart $4 formulary. You can call, send your OB a message they can call call it in and they can tell you this is how many pills you take on this day and then the next day and the next day. And then you have basically a homemade emergency contraception. So I'll post the options on my social media of like, what are good emergency contraception contraceptive options if you don't have the plan B? And I always tell couples, if you are someone that is having sex and you're not on a birth control and you know you're not ready, go ahead and just order a plan B. Okay, you can get them on Amazon. They may take a little while longer to get in now because you're right. Everybody is sort of like had a panic moment and they're like, I need plan B just in case because if I have to, you know, if I don't want a child, I can't, you know, get access to a a termination. People have to even think about like, what's the likelihood I could be walking down the street and get raped? I need a plan B just on hand, just in case something like that happens. And I, I, and that's awful to have to think, you know, I may go to the emergency room and I may not be able to get plan B or next month they could get rid of plan B. You know, I understand the panic that some people are feeling. So I always tell people, you know, just go ahead and order it. You can order plan B. It may take you a week, but that way the situation you're in now, like if you like, I don't want to go ahead and get long acting reversal contraception. We only want to wait another three to four months before we start trying again, but I want to take plan B now, then you can get, you know, plan B and have it on hand. So right now looking at your options for plan B, let me see. Um, y'all I'm on, um, I'm on, uh, Amazon now. So there is a, my way, which is a generic, another type of plan B, you know, both of them have, are going to have your 1.5 1.5 milligram of levonorgestrel. That is what plan B is. It's just 1.5 milligrams of levonorgestrel. And so my way is the same thing as plan B. So you can, you can get that and you can get that here in less than a week. Okay. At this point, just an option It is available, but you know, you have to wait a little while. If you want it, plan B it's going to take some, some time to get here. The fastest delivery time I see for my area is July 21st. And right now it's, you know, you got a couple more weeks before you get there. So that's why I say you should, you can order a plan B and just have it in stock at your house. Just have one in stock 
just in case you or a friend needs it emergently um, and you can't get a hold of it. Because you're right. Right now, it's hard to just go in Walgreens and find it. You just, you can't. And the cost of plan B because of that is probably going to end up going up. Okay. Going up. You can find plan B on some of the CVS websites and order it. And it'll take about a week to get here as well. So you have some options, but you yourself that has slip up last night, you don't have that option. So I would agree, contact your OBGYN, see if they have a plan B in stock. And you can also ask if they have an IUD in stock to use that as an emergency contraception. And I will make sure that I list on my uh, social media feed this week about these are the options that you can ask your OB about just in case you cannot get your hands on a plan B in this post Roe v. Wade era. All right. So medical intern, I think that's our last case. And she's shaking her head. Yes. So thanks so much for listening to Pregnancy Pearls podcast. I hope you've learned a little bit more about the intrauterine device or also called IUD and how it can be used for your family planning needs. If you enjoy the show, make sure to rate and drop a comment on your preferred platform. If you or someone you know has had a pregnancy complication or unique pregnancy situation, let me know about it. Email me at pregnancypearls at gmail.com to hear your topic or case discussed on one of our podcast episodes. Also, remember to follow me on Instagram at pregnancy underscore pearls and Facebook at pregnancy pearls. Also, y'all, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash pregnancy pearls with Dr. Plenty. And since this is our last podcast episode of the season, I will be dropping new YouTube videos so that you can see my smiling face as I transition to Georgia. In closing, remember you guys, while we take the break, advocate for yourself. You are your biggest advocate and no one knows what's going on with your body except for you. Thanks for listening and have an amazing month. I'll see you guys back in a few short weeks. Pregnancy Pearls is hosted by Dr. Nicole Lee Plenty. Produced by Nicole Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer Ken Johnson. Find Pregnancy Pearls on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice for diagnosis or treatment of individual medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with specific questions regarding a medical condition. Pregnancy Pearls is a mean old lion media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.